Welcome to C3 Church The Bukit. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full, and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Alrighty, we are currently in a new series called Every Day with Jesus. Jadi sejak minggu lalu kita ada series namanya Setiap Hari Bersama Yesus. And so let's do a quick recap in case you missed last week. We had a key scripture that we were looking at, Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Ya, kita mau flashback minggu lalu tentang uh, Lukas apa yang dibagiin di Lukas 9 ayat 23. Then he said to them all, so this is Jesus speaking, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Dikatakan katanya kepada mereka semua, setiap orang yang mau mengikut aku, ia harus menyangkal dirinya, memikul salibnya setiap hari dan mengikut aku. Now I don't know about you, but I kind of wish it was written just a little bit differently, Lena. Saya just berharap ini ber- tertulis beda. This is the, the version that I wish it was, was written. Ini versi manusia saya. Rachel's Rachel's version. It says, "Then he said to them all, 'Whoever wants to be my disciple must do what they want when they want.' Siapapun yang menjadi muridku harus melakukan apa yang mereka inginkan. You can follow your own heart's desires. Kau boleh ikuti apa kata hatimu. And don't carry heavy things like crosses. Dan jangan bawa hal-hal berat seperti salib. That's what we wish it would say. Yeah. Itu keinginan semua orang pada umumnya. But the way of the kingdom, as we talked about last week, is different than the way of the world or the way that we would want to live on our own. Ya, tapi prinsip kerajaan surga itu seperti yang dikatakan Tuhan Yesus, bukan seperti itu. And the way of the kingdom is about us laying down our lives. Now this sounds extreme. It sounds huge that we're going to have to give up everything to follow Jesus. Tapi prinsip kerajaan Tuhan pengen Tuhan ingin kita menaruh hidup kita sepenuhnya kepada Tuhan. But we learn that as we lay down our lives that actually we pick up the life that Christ has won for us which is life to the full. Sebenarnya saat kita menaruh hidup kita pada Tuhan dan mengang, uh, memikul salib kita kita mengikuti dia dengan apa yang sudah Tuhan uh, ajarkan. So we talked about that if we want to be a disciple of Jesus we've got to do those three things. Deny yourself. Nah, jadi pengikut Yesus ada tiga hal. Menyangkal diri, Pick up your cross daily, memikul salib setiap hari, and follow Jesus. dan mengikut Yesus. So today we're going to move beyond the definition of what a disciple is. Jadi kita hari ini berpindah dari apa arti murid menjadi, and we're going to talk about how we can be a disciple. Bagaimana menjadi seorang murid, and how we can live as a follower of Jesus in our everyday life. Bagaimana kita menjadi pengikut Yesus dalam kehidupan kita sehari-hari. I want you to think for a moment about your favorite cake. Coba saudara pikirkan kue kesukaan saudara. Just have a little think. Don't think too hard because the hunger pains will start. I'm actually feeling hungry right now. I'd eat some cake, definitely. Maybe your favorite cake is chocolate. Mungkin Anyone? Uh, chocolate cake? Anyone here? Chocolate cake fans? Oh, Mr. Dolly. Dolly? Dolly likes chocolate cake. Pandan? Pandan Anyone cake? Pandan? pandan siphon cake? I like a pandan cake when it's super soft. Oh, pandan siphon cake. With the flavor and then it's a soft cake. Carrot cake. I know there's some fans. Fans carrot cake. Yeah, fans carrot cake. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> carrot cake is the favorite. Banana cake. Banana cake. If you've ever been blessed with a banana cake from Christine, it's a yeah. special blessing. So when <laughs> you th- when you think about the cake, think about how that cake is made. Jadi kalau kita mengingat kata kue, bayangkan saudara bagaimana cara membuat kue. There are certain ingredients that are included in the making of that cake, right? Ada banyak bahan yang diperlukan untuk membuat satu kue yang enak. And then there also are steps that we need to take in order for that cake to be made. Dan juga ada cara-cara untuk membuat kue. You can't just collect all the ingredients, the eggs, the flour, the sugar and put it all on the table and then step back 
and just expect by magic it's just going to make itself. Iya, tidak mungkin kan kita telur tepung, baking powder, vanilla semua taruh di meja tiba-tiba jadi kue, tidak mungkin. Although if you have tasted Christine's food, I think she does use a little bit of magic when she yeah. does her cooking because it tastes so good. Silakan coba be kuenya Kak Christine enak banget. They're not just usual ingredients. But you need to make an effort, right? There's steps that you need to make to be able to make that cake. Iya, kita harus punya usaha, ada langkah-langkah supaya kita bisa mendapatkan kue yang enak. You have to beat the eggs. Kocok telur. You have to mix the flour. Uh, campur tepung. You have to put the mixture into the oven. Yes, campurannya taruh di oven. There's a process that we need to take. Ada proses yang harus dilalui. And it's the same with discipleship. Sama dengan pemuritan. It's a process that we're on. Sama ada prosesnya. It doesn't happen overnight, automatically. Boom! You're a disciple of yeah. Jesus, and you're amazing and incredible at it. Tidak mungkin dalam semalam kita langsung tiba-tiba berubah menjadi murid Yesus yang luar biasa. Tidak mungkin. But there are ingredients that we can bring into our everyday life that help us to become disciples. Iya, ada namanya kayak ingredient yang kita harus laku uh, kita ambil untuk kita benar-benar menjadi murid Yesus. And we talked about this as part of our vision launch where we talked about the second circle where our focus is about prayer, Bible and discipleship community. So there's the ingredients, prayer, Bible and community. Ya, jadi ada tiga hal dalam doa, Alkitab, dan komunitas, pemuritan komunitas. And beyond these ingredients, if we just have these ingredients by themselves, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to make a disciple. We've got to put steps in process for us to be able yeah. to become disciples. Ibaratnya ini adalah bahan-bahan, tapi perlu untuk step langkah-langkah untuk kita menjadi murid Yesus. So that's what we're going to be focusing on in the next four weeks leading up to Easter. Jadi kita mau lihat Empat minggu ke depan sebelum uh, pasca. We're looking at four steps of the discipleship process. Ada empat langkah dalam proses pemuritan seorang murid. Now I don't want you to think, oh Rach, you're just going to give me another set of rules and things that I have to try and follow. Ya mungkin sudah pikir ah, aturannya harus diikutin lagi. But there's so much more to this than just a list of things for us yes. to do. Ini bukan aturan sih, hanya cara dan langkah yang saya sarankan. And also this list is not conclusive. There are other facets of discipleship that we just won't get time to talk about ya, in these couple weeks. Berbagai sisi pemuritan yang sesuai dengan Alkitab. But these are the four main steps. Ada empat langkah utama. And so these steps are going to help strengthen our relationship with Jesus. Gimana langkah-langkah ini semakin mempererat hubungan kita dengan Tuhan? And I believe that friendship with Jesus is the greatest reward that we can have as a disciple of Jesus. Saya percaya hubungan kita dengan Tuhan Yesus adalah hadiah terbesar dalam kehidupan saya dan saudara yang pernah kita terima. I want you to think about it for a second. The fact that Jesus, the Son of God, calls us his friends is so unique. Jadi fakta bahwa saudara dan saya dipanggil sahabat adalah hal yang unik. If you are a friend of someone, you're a peer, you're on the same level. Jadi kalau saya berteman dengan seseorang, kita di level yang sama. You get to know their heart, their personality in a deeper way than if you were just say a work colleague or someone that you um, studied with. Ya, yeah, jadi kalau seorang sahabat tuh tahu hatinya, kerinduannya, apa karakter dia. And so it's like Jesus is saying, I want you to be on my level. I want to be in friendship with you. Sama dengan Tuhan juga pengen kita berada di level yang sama di mana Tuhan mau bersahabat dengan kita. This concept is unique to the Christian faith. I can't think of another religion that that puts ourselves on the same level as the God that we're following that we could be friends like this. Ini adalah hal yang unik di mana mungkin kepercayaan tidak mengajarkan kalau kita adalah sahabatnya. 
Do you call Jesus your best friend? Apakah saudara menganggap Yesus adalah sahabatmu? You know how sometimes you have to fill out those quizzes like who's your best friend or when you're at school that like, you're my best friend or did you ever have notes at school where you'd write down will you yeah. be my best friend? Yes or no, tick the box. Was that yeah. just in Australia maybe? Not definitely. Not in no. Indonesia. Not in Indonesia. This is this is us. like if you think about it you go okay, who's my best who are my best friends? Is Jesus at the top of that list? Yeah, kalau sudah pikirkan siapakah sahabat saya? Apakah Yesus List nomor pertama. And it's okay if he's not. We want to be real. We want to be authentic. We don't just want to pretend. Oh yeah, of course Jesus is number one. Yes, yeah, definitely. Gak apa-apa. Kalaupun bukan Tuhan Yesus yang pertama, gak apa-apa. Kalau saya kita apa adanya. Kalau nomor satu, misalnya Christine, misalnya. But this is why we're focusing on this series. It's because we want to put Jesus in that place of friendship and relationship. We want to be able to say. Jesus is my best friend, my yeah. closest friends. Tapi kita mau Tuhan Yesus lah best friend kita, dia yang terdekat dengan kita. So I think some of you might be doubting. Are you sure this is from the Bible, right? Are you just making this up? Ya, yeah, mungkin yang saudara pikir ada nggak sih tertulis di Alkitab kalau Yesus itu sahabat kita? Let's read from John chapter 15 verse 12 to 15. Kita buka di Yohanes 15 ayat 12 sampai 15. My command is this: Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my disciples if you want, sorry, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Inilah perintahku yaitu supaya kamu saling mengasihi seperti aku telah mengasihi kamu. Tidak ada kasih yang lebih besar daripada kasih seorang yang memberikan nyawanya untuk sahabat-sahabatnya. Kamu adalah sahabatku jikalau kamu berbuat apa yang kuperintahkan kepadamu. Aku tidak menyebut kamu lagi hamba, sebab hamba tidak tahu apa yang diperbuat oleh tuannya. Tetapi aku menyebut kamu sahabat karena aku telah memberitahukan kepada kamu segala sesuatu yang telah kudengar dari Bapakku. Now we deserve to be servants or slaves of Jesus at best. Sebenarnya kita sebenarnya layaknya pantasnya jadi hamba ataupun pelayannya Tuhan. We're not worthy to be called friends and yet that's what Jesus calls us as his disciples. Kita enggak pantas jadi sahabatnya tapi itulah kasihnya Tuhan pada kita. And so friendship is with Jesus is the greatest friendship that we can enter into. Jadi persahabatan kita dengan Tuhan Yesus adalah persahabatan yang sejati. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Dia adalah seorang sahabat yang lebih dekat daripada seorang saudara. Now many of you might know I have a twin sister. Sudah tahu kalau Pastor Rich punya saudara kembar? Yes, there we go. This is when we were little and not Ketika too long ago. Ketika masih baby dan sudah dewasa. So she lives in Australia. Saudara saya tinggal di Australia. Can you tell which one is which? Yeah. Jeffrey, what do you think? Which side am I on? Put you on the spot. Not sure. Anyone think the right? Yang mana Franz is thinking it's the right. Kiri atau kanan? It is the left. So I'm on the left, but I have no idea. I think I'm on the left of the baby one, but I have no idea. That's that's too hard. I don't remember back. Pastor Rachel sebelah kiri yang bayi kami lupa. And so as you can see, we look pretty similar. We're identical twins. Yeah, kami kembar identikal. And Felicity and I, my sister. We share a bond with one another that is really close. Iya, yeah, karena kami saudara kembar, kami punya ikatan yang sangat dekat. 
And because we're twins, I think it's even closer than maybe like a sister-sister relationship. There's something about sharing the womb together. We just have this bond, this closeness as sisters. Ya, uniknya saudara kembar itu mungkin beda dengan saudara yang tidak kembar. Kami punya ikatan yang sangat kuat. Many times we've turned up to a certain place not knowing what we're going to wear and we would be wearing the same things. Iya, kadang kita janjian di mana tapi enggak bilang mau pakai baju apa tiba-tiba kami pakai jeans sama. And we often know what we're thinking or what we might be feeling. Iya, kami saling tahu pikiran dan hati kami. She we we speak the same and so even when we're on the phone Emmanuel my husband will be like, "Wow, she sounds exactly like you." Iya, cara berbicara kami pun mirip. We say the same things. Membicarakan hal-hal yang sama. And she knows when I'm feeling down. Dan dia sangat tahu walaupun tidak bertemu dengan saya di, uh, ketika saya merasa sangat down, jatuh. And she knows exactly the right words to say to help lift me back up again. Dia tahu harus berkata apa supaya saya bangkit dari kekela- uh, kejatuhan saya. I don't have to worry about anything that I say to Felicity. I feel like I can be myself. And be real and genuine with her, and she's just going to love me and accept me as I am. Saya enggak perlu takut mau berkata apa kepada Felicity saudara saya, karena dia mengasihi saya apa adanya. And so it's a joy to be able to do life with her, even though it's long distance yeah. at the moment. Saya sangat senang punya saudara seperti Felicity, walaupun kami sekarang terpisah jarak. Now I know not all friendships have this depth, like what my sister and, and I share. Setiap persahabatan dengan seseorang itu ada sesuatu yang dalam yang kita bagikan. And I feel really blessed that God has given me this friendship that has helped me through my whole entire life. Dan saya sangat bersyukur dengan saudara saya yang uh, persahabatan yang diberikan kepada saya. But even though my friendship with my sister is so strong. Bahkan ketika walaupun persahabatan saya dengan kembaran saya sangat kuat, the friendship that Jesus offers us is so much greater. Tapi persahabatan saya dengan Yesus itu lebih besar daripada saudara saya. And I've also found this true to be in my own life. Dan saya menemukan kebenaran ini dalam kehidupan saya. And so for many years I've been a Christian since I was a teenager. Saya menj- lahir baru dan menjadi Kristen pada saat saya remaja. If I was honest, kalau saya jujur, and I was looking at my priorities in my life, dan saya lihat prioritas saya dalam kehidupan saya, I would say that my family were on the same priority level as my relationship with God. Saya lihat kalau keluarga saya punya prioritas yang sama dengan hubungan saya dengan Tuhan. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. We have a close family. Ini bukan hal yang buruk karena saya sangat dekat dengan seluruh anggota keluarga saya. And in fact, it's because of my family that I have such a close connection with Jesus. If it wasn't for them and their faith, then maybe I wouldn't have that close relationship with Jesus. Karena keluarga saya dan iman keluarga saya lah saya punya iman yang besar pada Tuhan. But when I moved to Bali five years ago, ketika saya pindah ke Bali lima tahun yang lalu, I wasn't able to see my sister and my family as often as I used to. Saya enggak bisa lagi sesering mungkin ketemu keluarga saya, kakak saya, adik saya dan orang tua saya. And so because of the distance, I didn't have such access that I had to before in the past. Karena jarak, saya enggak punya akses sebelum ya seperti yang sebelumnya. And I faced many hardships as you do moving to a new country, a new culture and adapting to the way of life here in Bali. Saya mengalami kesulitan beradaptasi dengan budaya yang baru dan tinggal di Bali. And where I had in the past relied on my friendship with my family, my sister, my mom. Di mana dulu saya mengandalkan hubungan saya dengan ma- uh, ibu saya maupun Saudara saya to get their encouragement, their support, their love. Mendapatkan kasih sayang, support dan juga penguatan. I no longer had direct access to this. Saya enggak punya lagi akses langsung. 
And so I found myself, even though I was surrounded by wonderful people here in Bali. Walaupun saya dikelilingi orang-orang hebat di Bali. I found myself feeling alone in facing the battles that were ahead. Saya merasa kesepian menghadapi banyak peperangan dalam diri saya. And I think it's true that we can be surrounded by people but still feel deeply lonely on the inside. Ini mungkin benar ketika saudara kadang bisa merasa kesepian walaupun banyak orang di sekitar saudara. Maybe you've experienced this feeling before. Mungkin saudara mengalami juga. But what this feeling caused me to do was to run to Jesus. Dan hal ini yang buat saya saya datang pada Tuhan. It caused me to draw closer to him than I'd ever been before. Ini membuat saya semakin dekat dengan Tuhan dari yang sebelumnya. Now I love the Lord with all my heart before coming to Bali, but being here caused me to go even deeper into that friendship with him. Yes, yeah, saya mengasihi Tuhan dengan sepenuh hati saya, tapi ketika saya sudah mulai tinggal di Bali, saya lebih dalam lagi dan sangat Tuhan. When I would usually call my mom or talk to my mom in person in Australia and ask her for her support and help with the situation, I started going to Jesus in prayer. Yeah, kan sebelumnya saya sibuk menelpon ibu saya, tapi sekarang saya datang langsung kepada Tuhan dan berdoa. When I had fear and anxiety and just hard things going on in my heart and in my mind, instead of trying to go to them for comfort. I went to a place of worship and prayer and I found peace and comfort in Jesus. Ketika saya takut, saya cemas, banyak pikiran di hati saya juga dan pikiran saya, saya datang kepada Tuhan, menyembah Tuhan dan saya dipuaskan. And he gave me the wisdom that I needed from the scriptures to be able to continue on navigating the things that were happening in my life. Dan dia memberikan ayat-ayat firman untuk menguatkan saya untuk saya tetap maju dalam kehidupan saya. So even though my friendship with my sister and my family was so close. Walaupun hubungan persahabatan dengan uh, kembaran saya sangat dekat. I can testify today that friendship with Jesus is even better. Saya bisa saksikan hari ini kok persahabatan saya dengan Yesus itu lebih baik. It is true that all you need is in Christ is found in Christ. Ini adalah satu kebenaran, segala sesuatu yang kau butuhkan ada di dalam Kristus Yesus. And so whether you have close friends and family here in Bali. Apakah engkau punya teman atau saudara yang dekat walaupun ada? Or you feel like you are doing the journey a bit on your own. Atau kau merasa kau melakukan perjalanan hidupmu sendiri? I want us all to know and realize that actually as we pursue friendship with Jesus It's the greatest friendship that we can engage with. Saya mau saudara tahu persahabatan kita dengan Yesus adalah hal yang terbaik yang bisa kita lakukan. So as we look at these four steps in the process of discipleship over these coming weeks, the focus is not just doing stuff, doing doing ticking the box. The focus is about friendship with Jesus. Yeah, jadi ada empat proses langkah menjadi murid Yesus. Kita bukan hanya sekedar rutinitas supaya oh ya aku sudah aku sudah tapi supaya kita semakin bertumbuh. Alright, we're going to give you all four steps today, but we're going to then focus on the first step. Ya, yeah, langkah yang pertama. It's like a little teaser, <laughs> a little snapshot. Teaser. Okay, so the first step of discipleship is surrendering your life to Jesus. Yang pertama menyerahkan hidup saudara kepada Yesus. The second step is listening to his teaching, guidance and leading. Yang kedua, mendengarkan pengajaran, bimbingan dan arahannya. The third step is walking in obedience to what he says. Yang ketiga, berjalan dalam ketaatan. And the fourth step is staying committed to Jesus, 
no matter what happens in life. Yang keempat tetap berkomitmen kepada Yesus apapun yang terjadi dalam kehidupan saya. And so as we study the Bible and the first disciples, we see all of these steps in process in their lives. Kalau kita mempelajari Alkitab, ada empat langkah ini. We see that Jesus, as Jesus called them to follow him, the disciples gave up everything to follow him. Kalau kita baca bagaimana murid-murid mengikuti dia, murid-murid melakukan apa saja untuk mengikuti dia. They surrendered everything to God. Mereka menyerahkan apa saja kepada Tuhan. Their lives were no longer their own. Bukan milik hidup mereka bukan milik mereka lagi. And if Jesus asked them to do something, they obeyed. Apa yang Yesus suruh lakukan mereka lakukan. They listened to his teachings day after day. Mereka mendengarkan pengajarannya setiap hari. And they allowed his teachings to transform their lives. Mereka mengizinkan pengajaran Tuhan itu mengubahkan hidup mereka. They modeled their life on what Jesus did. Mereka mencontoh apa yang Tuhan Yesus lakukan. And we see just like Jesus, the disciples prayed for the sick. Sama seperti Yesus, para murid mendoakan orang yang sakit. They saw people get set free. Mereka melihat orang dibebaskan and they preach the good news of the gospel. Dan mereka memberitakan Injil. And they committed their lives to him to a point that many of them actually laid down their lives for him. Dan kita lihat banyak orang diselamatkan dan banyak orang menaruh hidupnya kepada Tuhan. And so today we're going to focus on this first step of the process of discipleship. Hari ini kita hanya berfokus pada langkah yang pertama. Dari pemuritan. Apa tadi? Surrender. Yes. Good answer. Berserah penuh. Alright, so how do we come to a point of surrender? Apa maksudnya berserah? Well, we can do that through prayer. Melalui doa. Through making a daily commitment to follow Jesus. Membuat komitmen setiap hari untuk mengikuti Yesus. I want you to think about a wedding for a moment. Coba saudara membayangkan uh, orang yang lagi posisi menikah. Ada so pernah pergi pernikahan? I think the last wedding I went to was my own. So, oh good. Yeah. So in a wedding, there are elements of the ceremony. You can think about what they might be. Nah, kalau saudara pergi ke pemberkatan pernikahan, ada beberapa uh, proses. And one of those moments is where the bride and groom they exchange a vow. Iya, yeah, saudara pernah dengar kalau pengantin pria dan wanita mengucapkan janji nikah? And so this is where they express with words the commitment they're going to make to one another before God and their friends and family. Jadi janji nikah ini dibuat di hadapan Tuhan, saudara dan keluarga. Now Emmanuel and I when newly married we're only in our second year of marriage. Iya, Pas Rachel dan Noel baru menikah 2 tahun. I think we've got a photo of our wedding day is that right Mus? We got that still there? Oh, that's nice. So cantik ya. Oh, that's That's when we were giving our Almost vows. So yours is on May ya? Yes, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Looks like my twin sister. Now, having th- thought about the vows that I gave Lena, I would love to now, being married two years, just to add a couple of extra vows to what I said on the day. Iya, jadi yeah. sebenarnya janji nikah yang diucapkan uh, ketika menikah itu sebenarnya lebih banyak janji yang kita ucapkan ketika kita menjalani kehidupan pernikahan. Like I wish I had said, I promise to scratch your back every time you have an itch. <laughs> It is. Uh, this is true. I would commit to doing that because it happens, Lena, far more often than I expected. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. We do it. Is this, is this a guy thing? Does this Pete yeah, need you to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Jangan bocorkan. We need to put <laughs> this in the wedding pre-marriage course about yeah. how you're going to have to scratch Jadi, your husband's back. Dia berjanji setiap hari akan menggaruk punggung suaminya. Itu di luar janji pernikahan. I'd also add, I commit to cleaning the used cotton tips and toothpicks. 
that you leave in various locations around the Saya berjanji membersihkan tusuk gigi yang berantakan. You know what? It actually doesn't freak me out, Lena. I'm not too worried about it, but it is something I was surprised that that would be part of my marriage commitment to Emmanuel. Same, Rachel. Same. Yeah. <laughs> And also this last one. I promise only to poke you in the side a maximum of three times in the night when you are snoring. Iya. Jadi saudara, kalau sudah menikah nanti harus sama seperti kami. Janji pernikahan itu hanya sebatas selembar, tapi sebenarnya beribu-ribu lembar. And so if we do a re- renew of our vows at some point in the future, iya. we might just have to add those extra Jadi ones in. kita harus mengasihi sepenuh hati apapun suami dan istri kita. Hey Franz, I can just hear a little bit of noise. Can you just mute all of the other ones except for our mics? Thank you so much. Okay, so we did actually have proper vows. Yes, sebenarnya saya punya janji nikah yang uh, umum. And these covered the commitment that we have to made to one another in marriage. Ya, inilah janji pernikahan kami. And it, we said things like this: In the presence of God, our family and friends, I offer you my vow to be my be your faithful wife. Di hadapan Tuhan, keluarga dan teman-teman, saya berjanji untuk menjadi istri yang setia. In sickness and in health, in good times and bad. Dalam sakit, dalam sehat, waktu yang baik maupun waktu yang buruk. In joy as well as sorrow. Dalam sukacita maupun dalam kesedihan. I promise to love you unconditionally. Saya mengasihimu, aku berjanji mengasihimu tanpa syarat. To support you in fulfilling God's plan for your life. Untuk mendukung panggilanmu. To honor and respect you. Menghormati, menghormati dan menghormatimu. And to cherish you as long as we both shall live. Dan mencherish dan cherish you cherish sepanjang you. lama sepanjang hidupku. Get it? Cherish itu kayak menyuarakan. Ayo semangat kayak gitulah. <laughs> cherish. That's right. And so this vow that we made to one another, it wasn't just a one-time commitment when we got married. Iya, yeah, ketika Uh, janji nikah ini diucapkan bukan hanya sekali waktu saya menikah hari itu. But this is a daily commitment that we make to one another every day, including today. Itu adalah komitmen hari ini, besok, lusa, kemarin, nah selanjutnya hari setiap hari. And so many of us here we've prayed a prayer committing our lives to Jesus. Ya, sama seperti kita. Komitmen saya dengan Yesus bukan hanya hari Minggu aja, Senin, Selasa sampai Sabtu saya tetap berkomitmen. That may have been recently or it may have been many years ago. Ya, mungkin baru hari ini atau berapa tahun yang lalu terakhir saya berkomitmen. But this wasn't a one-time commitment. Bukan hanya komitmen sekali. This is a daily decision that we make to surrender our lives to Jesus. Ini adalah komitmen setiap hari sepanjang hidup saya berserah pada Tuhan. And so being prayerful is the best way that we can stay in that place of surrender before God. Iya, berdoa adalah salah satu cara yang menunjukkan kita berserah pada Tuhan. We're daily we're acknowledging our commitment to him. Di mana kita mengakui ke kita berserah pada Tuhan. Now sometimes I know I understand it's hard to know what to pray. Like how do you pray a prayer of surrender? Karena bingung, aduh gimana ya saya cara berdoa berserah itu ya? To, Yeah, so today I want to uh, finish by just giving us some three simple statements. Sehari ini saya memberikan tiga statement sederhana bagaimana kita berdoa. That we can use when it comes to praying this prayer of surrender. Kita ketika kita mau berdoa penyerahan diri kita hari-hari kita pada Tuhan. And we're going to turn the passage that we read just before from Luke chapter 9 verse 23 into a prayer. Kita mau Nah, Lukas 9 ayat 23 ini menjadi doa kita seperti ini. Okay, so these are some things that we can pray as we say, God, I surrender my life to you today. 
Ini doa yang bisa kita katakan Tuhan hari ini aku berserah hidupku padamu. Yang pertama, in the deny yourself way, we can say things like God, let your will be done, not my will, let your will be done in my life. Ketika engkau memulai hari bilang Tuhan, bukan kehendakku tapi biarlah kehendakmu yang jadi. As we look at the take up the cross element of that verse, we could pray something like, help me to lay down my life for others today. Tolong aku Tuhan untuk menaruh orang lain uh, sebagai prioritas melebihi hidupku. And as we look at the the section that says follow Jesus or follow me in that verse, we could pray something like, Lord, guide me and lead me. Tuhan uh, pimpin dan tuntun aku. And so my encouragement for you tomorrow morning, Monday morning when you wake up. Jadi Saran saya untuk saudara besok hari Senin ketika saudara bangun pagi. I don't know if you're a morning person, maybe you wake up and you are ready to go. You're like, "Woo, welcome Monday. I'm getting into this." Mm-hmm, yeah. Mungkin saudara orang yang suka bangun pagi, begitu bangun langsung bersiap-siap mau ngelakuin apapun. Or you probably a little bit, maybe you could be a little bit more like me, not a morning person and you're like, "Oh." That's pretty much. Ya, yeah, atau mungkin saudara seperti saya perlu loading dulu. Whatever condition that you wake up in the morning, Lena, my encouragement to you is to start the day with a sur- prayer of surrender. Yeah. Mari kita sama-sama praktekkan saudara dan saya besok ketika kita bangun pagi kita berdoa tiga hal ini. Do not roll over and pick up your phone. Yeah. Just to watch uh, what time is it? Even that's okay, <laughs> but not anything else. Do not unlock it. Just leave it. Do not pick up your phone because as soon as you pick up your phone then you're going to be connected to that. Yeah. We don't want to start our day with our phones and what's on our phones. Yeah. We want to start our day connecting to Jesus. Bangun pagi, jangan langsung ambil handphone, tek, fingerprint or something, tapi kita mau datang pada Tuhan. And don't be like, oh wow, I've got 10 likes on that photo. I better check it out. Oh, I need to do that now because it's very important that I just check and see if the guy I like is like the photo. No, yeah. we don't. No. Jangan sampai kita lihat, oh banyak, berapa banyak like, berapa banyak komen, okay. We're not talking about having a 20-hour prayer meeting in the morning. It may take you two minutes. But there's something about us saying, no, I'm not going to go to anything else. I'm just going to lie here. I'm going to sit up. I'm going to kneel. I'm going to take the time to look to you, Jesus. Yeah. Kita bukan hanya berdoa 20, 20 jam. Enggak, hanya 20, eh, 20, sorry. Dua menit untuk berdoa seperti ini di pagi hari. That we would come to him and would say, God, before I start my day, Before I start making my rice for this morning's nasi kuning, mm. I'm going to focus on you. Yeah. I'm going to lift my eyes to you. Sebelum kita beranjak keluar dari kamar kita, Tuhan, aku mau datang pada engkau hari ini. Sebelum aku masak, sebelum aku nyuci, sebelum aku ngapain, aku mau datang menyerahkan hidupku hari ini. Dan berdoa menyerahkan hidup kita. God, not my will today. I don't want my will. I want your will for my life. Tuhan, bukan kehendakku hari ini, tapi biarlah kehendakmu. God, I'm thinking about this and I'm stressing about this, but I lay those things down and I make the decision to be able to love others and to look at other people's needs above my own. Saya pusing hari ini dengan kerjaan yang akan saya hadapi. Saya pusing dengan cicilan saya, tapi hari ini Tuhan mau menaruh bebanku kepada Engkau. Instead of just jumping straight into the first job of the day, we could say, God, I don't want to be leading myself today. I don't want to do this day in my own strength. I want to be led and guided by you. Iya, daripada kita langsung baca firman tapi kita bilang dulu Tuhan, aku hari ini mau dipimpin oleh Engkau. Three simple prayers, three simple statements. Tiga doa sangat simple. But as we do these things, we're setting ourselves up 
to be able to focus in on that relationship, that friendship with Jesus for the rest of the day. Ketika kita melakukan ini, sebenarnya kita sudah menyiapkan diri kita bersama Tuhan untuk sepanjang hari itu. And so that might take you two minutes. Hanya dua menit. But I can guarantee you that as you make that a common prayer in your life, that life is going to look different. Saya percaya ketika kita besok mulai bersama hidup kita akan berbeda. Because we're inviting as we pray to God, we're inviting him to come and be involved in our day. Ketika kita berdoa, artinya kita mengundang Tuhan untuk berserta kita sepanjang hari itu. Just think about that for a moment. We're inviting the great healer to come into our day. Bayangkan saudara mengundang penyembuh yang luar biasa untuk hari itu. That we're inviting the great provider who provided Meals for thousands of people just, you know, multiplied it. That's who we're inviting into our day. Bayangkan, saudara mengundang uh, penyedia segala hal untuk saudara hari itu. And so we want to make time just to be able to focus in on Him. Mari kita buat waktu, sediakan waktu untuk Tuhan. Now this is a prayer that we can pray throughout our day. It's not just reserved for the mornings. Ya, bukan hanya pagi tapi bisa juga kapanpun saudara mau. I would encourage you as you're on the way to work or as you go to your study place or whatever you're doing in the day if you're traveling pray these prayers. God I commit this day to you. Iya, walaupun saudara pagi misalnya sudah berdoa tapi kayak di tengah jalan saudara kok masih merasa enggak enak tapi saudara doa tiga hal ini. Guide and lead me as I interact with people today. Tuhan tolong aku saat hari ini aku berinteraksi dengan orang lain. And just having that heart of surrender all the way through the day. Terus miliki hati yang berserah sepanjang hari. I don't know about you, but I automatically feel more peaceful knowing that Jesus is going to be with me every step of my day. Yang saya rasakan adalah damai sejahtera yang luar biasa ketika Tuhan bersama saya sepanjang hari. And so we can be praying this prayer continually no matter what we're facing. Kita terus mau mendoakan ini sepanjang hari apapun yang kita hadapi. If we face a tension moment in our day instead of us just trying to figure it out on our own, why not take a moment Help me. Iya. Ketika saudara seperti saya misalnya mau marah dengan so- staff atau anak, Tuhan, tolong aku. God, help me. What do I do in this situation? I just want to respond with anger and frustration or the wrong words. So please close my mouth and help me to have the right words to Tolong say. aku Tuhan supaya mulutku diam, enggak marah dulu. Biar kata-kata yang keluar ada kata-kata yang bijaksana. Oh God, I'm so burdened by this exam that's coming up and I'm just feeling stressed about it. I, I give it over to you. I give you that burden. Tuhan, saya menghadapi ujian PTS, UTS, apapun itu. Tolong aku Tuhan. Whatever it is that we're facing, we want that prayer of surrender to be the first thing that we go to, our first priority. Ya, apapun yang kita hadapi, mari kita berdoa dulu. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We hope you are inspired with this message. For more information about our church and our program, please visit c3thebukit.com.